In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Happy Tampering Monday! The day is finally here. We are hours away from the NFL tampering period to open up at 12 o'clock Eastern time. I'm here with Jack to talk about what in the heck is going on in the NFL. There's funny money out there, retirements, running backs, not named Nick Chubb are getting paid. Jack, this has probably been a tough day for you, buddy. How are you? As a, as a wise prophet once said, it's all kicking off. Uh, it's kicking off in London. Paul's getting millions of YouTube videos for cops getting chased through London. I'm telling you, the man just has so many talents. But no, it's it's, uh, it's been a crazy, crazy time. So um, what, uh, two things to touch on. We want to touch on. We've got a really interesting podcast to get onto, but Aaron Jones's deal. Lots of people have been going wild. I've seen articles about what this means for Nick Chubb. Quite frankly, we've seen the signing bonus and the average per year. There is nothing out there yet that tells us if it's a fully guaranteed deal. The one thing I'm really, really keen to find out is what is the cash in the first two years? Because quite frankly, that tells us everything we need to know about the deal. You can go read my what does a Nick Chubb extension look like. It's all about the cash in the first two years. And the fact that people are making an absolute molehill into a mountain without seeing that data is just farcical. And that's just an advanced warning. Please do not expect me the minute when a deal's announced of like the NFL announced some Schefter or Rappaport announces the max deal and the cash. So what does the deal look like? What does this mean? Half the time it takes two to seven days to actually get the numbers. So let's just calm it on the stuff. I will Jack, drop you the details we have as soon news. as it happens. Jack, we have breaking news. Paul and I are going to offer you a one-year, $175 million contract to stay with the Paul Brown podcast. It's avoidable year. However, <laughs> we are going to offer you $175. There's a performance incentive. We'll, we'll release the numbers in the next seven days or so, but just so you can report it, it's a one-year, $175 million contract. Congratulations. But that is like a peak example of why this is all fast going, and it takes us on to Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Four years, $140 million, huh? <laughs> or we restructured his guaranteed money from his existing deal, spread it out over five years, and threw a bunch of crap he'll never see at the end of the deal <laughs> to make the number look very big. Sound about right? Yeah, that's exactly it. And, and it's why these people just need to calm it down because lots of people are chatting about all sorts of numbers and it's like, oh, this is what it means for Nick Chubb. Quite frankly, let's see the deal first. And um, it, it, yeah, just let's take it with a pinch of salt. And I promise you, as soon as we know data, you'll hear it first on my Twitter feed and second on this podcast. Yeah, we'll try to give you a little bit of a recap on the numbers. And listen, a lot came out, you know, yesterday in terms of free agents and what they were looking for. I know that Diana Rossini had actually put out on Twitter that she spoke to a free agent wide receiver. And he said, I don't really care what goes down in terms of where I wind up, but my agent knows I only want a one year deal. That's the goal. 
So that's going to be the mindset for a lot of these guys. Just get out there, get their money for a year, prime themselves up. But Jack, you did have an interesting thing for forward, a forward thinking team like the Browns. Why don't you elaborate a little bit and how the Browns could throw a monkey wrench into the really Twittersphere. So I don't know if it's on what you're trying to leave me on to talk about, but one interesting thing I was chatting, uh, listening to the over the cap podcast and he was talking about, there was a 30 to 40 million um, left of almost losses in terms of the player revenue aspect. So I think I'm going to have a really wild guess here. And I'm going to say the 2022 salary cap, it's going to be 205 million. And the 2023 salary cap is going to be 235 million. So there's going to be lots of money coming. But that is my guess at what the next two years look like. We will tattoo that on our irises and we will hold you to it. But no, I I was specifically talking about the the Browns and the void years and all that fun stuff. You missed up on that T and that, you know, we're professionals here and you just, you swung and miss on that one, buddy. Yeah. So in the Dak Prescott deal, they added on two void years automatically onto the back end of his deal. And they weren't void years. They, were, they weren't using both of them void years. It was designed so in the, when they ex- turned the 2022 base salary and roster bonus into a signing bonus, that they can automatically push that back all five years. And for me, it wouldn't surprise me if the Browns just start a trend of going, hey, Every single deal will add four void years onto the back year. And that means whatever that final year is, they can turn everything into a signing bonus and push it back. Because if the signing bonus mechanism's there, that's already basically agreed and signed into the terms of any deal. But what can happen if a team wants to push that money further back? So say they've got two real years left or maybe one year and one void year. They actually have to sit there and the player signs a new deal if they want those void years on the back end. I would add that as principle. Put all four void years on the back of every single deal. We do not sign a deal unless it has four void years. And I would put that in writing and just set that as a new club premium. So even somebody signing, say, a one-year $5 million deal would actually be a five-year. Is that what you're saying? One year probably won't matter. Because there's nothing in the second year. Yeah. And you're going to be signing anyways. Whereas a two-year, anything, two or more. Yeah. Even someone that signs example, a five-year deal. What about the Case Keenum deal? Remember, he signed three years, 18 million. In essence, I'm saying, all right, I want a three-year, 18. I'm going to make it a five-year and just add two void years to the end of that. I'm, so I'm going to add four. That. So we're going to sign him to a three-year deal. We're going to add four void years. We're going to turn that into a seven-year deal. And it's not seven real years. He's obviously voiding off on the back of it, but what would happen if you got into that second year and you went, actually, he's due 6 million. We're going to turn one year into 1 million into his base. We're going to take that 5 million and put that into a signing bonus and push it all back as far as you can go. And it's, it's, you probably wouldn't use those signing, those void years in many deals, but they're just there as safety if you ever need them. It'll be something interesting to see because I think that there's for sure something going on right now where the the teams have figured out ways to just clear temporary cap. But again, this isn't something that's new. Like this didn't get invented this year. Um, you know, it's just a way for teams to try to make up and give people money now and use kind of a little bit of a, a safety valve in terms of pushing money. That's really all it is. I think there's a lot of conversations out there that are not exactly factually accurate. So but in saying that, we uh we talked about some free agents. 
and if you've ever got a question, cap, anything like that, especially for Browns focus, just tweet me. I will get back to you as soon as I physically can. Don't put up with the nonsense. But yeah, free agents. Free agents. So Jack, we were tasked with some homework and the homework was to come up with some free agents. You said five. Then I found out that you, of course, went far more than five. So talk to me. We know a lot of your guys. So run through your list, your dream free agent scenarios. Yeah. So it's, it's literally, there's no competition from all the other teams using realistic prices for what they're going to get. So you can't have Shaquille Barrett, John Johnson, um, bloody... Basically, you can't go shopping with Monopoly yeah. money. Yeah, we haven't turned the salary cap off on the Madden features. So using the real money that these dudes are going to get. I want what Clowney is and Lawson class? and Hendrickson and give me all these guys. So here we go. I've got two players on offense. I've got Curtis Samuel and Rashad Higgins. Edge defender, Romeo Aquara. Interior defender, Solomon Thomas. Two linebackers, KJ Wright and Malcolm Smith. Two cornerbacks. Killer with a spoon and um, Troy Hill, and then one safety, Trey Boston. And the, the reason why, and I've been banging the drum all off season, let's spend money on the DBs. Every single mock draft that I look at, every time I stare at that draft board, all I can see is DBs that I fall in love with. And for that reason, I cannot get on board with throwing so much money at the DB position because I'm like, all I want is enough with these DBs. And it's a lot of DBs and a lot of players out there that I want to sign more than you'll hear from other people. I want to sign loads of guys and I just want to draft the hell out of everyone. So, um, yeah, that, that is where it's coming from. Well, I, of course, said, you know what? I'm going to do five non-Browns. Hey, 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 give your takes on, on me before you start. Well, we've already determined that the number of times that you've seen Romeo Aquara play uh, is not exactly in the high numbers. So we look at things analytically, but there's also somebody that looks at things in the football sense. Um, no, a couple of those guys, I think, actually would be pretty good fits. Troy Hill's an interesting one. I keep going back and forth on him. Trey Boston, I'm not as in love. Like, you're the president of his fan club. I'm really not. The guy hasn't really been able to stick around anywhere. He's solid, not great. Nobody wants to commit to him. So he's like the girl at the bar, you know, with obvious something going on that there's a reason she's not married by 35. Uh, I'm fully on board with Malcolm Smith. I don't think Higgins is coming back personally. Uh, Curtis Samuel is a guy, obviously, I know out of Ohio State. He just runs a lot of intermediate routes, so you contradict whoa, whoa, yourself whoa, whoa, there. Whoa. It, it, time for you to guess. What speed is He's fast. Curtis Samuel? He's fast, but you know what? The that doesn't mean dude. They hand him the ball. Did you watch him in Carolina? Yeah. Curtis Fan, but, do you know Curtis Samuel was a running back in college? Did you know that? Yeah. yeah and I've got no issue. running back. Meaning he doesn't run deep posts. He's not the guy that I want. The guy on my list is not going to run I deep believe. routes either because I got to go running him. Anyways, um, but yeah, no, KJ Wright, I, I get it. He wouldn't be a bad guy. One guy, let me try that again. He's not a bad guy to bring in. Um, veteran presence, linebacker. I don't think he's coming here, but I do like the signing. Akilah uh, Witherspoon. These are just roll corners and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. Um, the good. There's some good names on there. The the. The Troy Hill one's the one that I kind of just wonder the most because I don't know what to make of him. Yeah, he's, he can just do a bit of everything. He can do it inside. He can do it outside. And for me, it it's 
peak what free agency is about. Free agency is about filling all the holes and then let's draft the talent. But give, give me your list and let, let's hear. All right. Here is the Browns' immediate path to the Super Bowl. Um, the first call that I'm making is to a recently released, and he's, I mean, he's technically fragile. I don't even have to wait on him. Casey Hayward from the Chargers. I think so this close is a, to being in mine. This so is a guy. Close. I deleted him out the tweet. No, this is a guy that needs to be in there. Um, I think in that 12 to $13 million range, I think you're not paying Denzel Ward. You're not really paying any cornerbacks right now. So you have a little bit of money there. So if I'm going to bring him in on say a two-year deal, I'm actually now getting myself in terms of sequencing into the Denzel Ward contract. If him later in his age, you know, obviously being over 30, um, I'm okay with that. So Casey Hayward is my first. Second, I'm going right down to Cincinnati where he formerly played and tweeted out all of their lineup combinations before getting shipped off to Seattle, Carlos Dunlap. I, I've always liked, I like his length. I like the fact that he's six, six and can bat passes. And I remember, you know, Joe Thomas used to say just how freakishly strong this guy was in terms of how he approached the game. I think in terms of his length, his size, his speed, um, coming opposite of miles Garrett, I really just, I like Dunlap. I've always liked Dunlap. I actually didn't like it too much when he was with the Bengals. So he's a guy that I would call probably the one-year deal out of him as well. Probably we figured out in the range, maybe seven to 8 million. So I would bring him in. And if I like what I see, I have no problem extending him for an extra year or two. I'm not giving him anything long-term given his age. Now we got to, we got to put the fat guys in the middle. I'm calling Sheldon Rankins. Sheldon Rankins is for sure. He's right now estimated at about a two-year, $15 million, seven, little over $7 million a year. I think if Larry Ogunjobi's getting nine and Sheldon Rankins is getting seven, sign me up. Please keep the liquid in your mouth as Jack almost spit that out again. But yeah, Sheldon Rankins, come on down. Moving on, other ones, wide receiver. I like this guy. I don't know why. Oh, do you, do you want to comment on uh, one minute hurry up <laughs> one minute okay josh reynolds wide receiver from the rams i like the size i just like his ability i think he's a cheaper version of exactly what hollywood higgins can do two years four and a quarter a year last but not least i can't bring in malik hooker even though i want to without lamarcus joiner so i packaged lamarcus joiner and malik hooker i'm bringing both of them in uh hookers obviously in a one you know one year two million dollar deal where joiner i'm probably going to be closer to six seven and didn't make the list but if we can't get casey Howard, mike hilton come on down that's the yeah. list yeah M malik hooker there just because yeah paul brown loves hooker <laughs> that is true there's no doubt he would have that jersey but no i just i need somebody that i can rely on in terms of like lamarcus joiner but i also like his flexibility but i i wouldn't mind having hooker here just to see what it is because i honestly think if I needed to, I can play hooker out there and put Joiner in a slot. What we need, guys, is you guys to tweet us all. So um, tag me at Jack Duffin, D U double F I N. Tag at Ian, Ian 19. 19. Am I right? Yeah, Ian and 19. You just need to put hashtag yes, Jack, or hashtag yes, Ian. And it's Ian with an I A I N. You do and realize I have a ton of bots following me. So you need to tell us tomorrow before free agency kicks off whose group do you want that is the question we need you guys to answer yeah so, and i'll run through my quick five from the browns i want back money mitch goodson malcolm smith Kadero hodge and tavier thomas those are the guys coming back real quick shout out to john allen hashtag at 17 ravenswood for the really nice dm that he sent over just a guy you know a lot of connections to ohio the uk um so shout out to john um outside of that i think that covers it right yeah, so uh, let us know today. which you group. And uh, I've got no issue bringing back 
Mr. Kadarrell Hodge. I cannot wait to see what they do with him tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But Jack, by the way, I also don't know if you know this or not. We had that stupid uh, daylight savings time thing happen uh, Saturday night into Sunday. So now Chicago is only five hours behind London. You are four hours Ooh. behind the U.S. So I know it is uh, 6 a.m. London time. So it will now be 1 a.m. dropping Chicago. Exciting times. As always, go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns.